It's the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 106.3. Fueled by Celsius. Essential energy. Live fit. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. And we are off, off to the races on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Coming in hot momentarily will be Josh Cohen. He's not here joining us right now, but like I said, he will be coming in hot momentarily. Until then, I am going to pilot the ship. I had to make sure. (laughs) I ain't want nobody to get that twisted. I said ship. I'm piloting the ship. Yes. 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 All right, here we are on a Monday, and as Josh would say, every day above down, every day above ground is a <laughs> good day. Good day, and as Tina says, let's do this. Yeah, and here we go. I'm Dean Thomas. That is Tina Dean Thomas, your MMA authority. I'm a combat scientist, and you might have saw me, or you heard at least heard me on Saturday at the John Jones fight. I like that saying, combat scientist. That's yeah. a new one. A I new, like I, that. I made that up, but it's true because that's how I feel. That's how I feel about myself. I think that's pretty accurate, though, of like what you are. Right. So, like you know, Josh likes to think of me as the king of uh, all, me- um, all MMA media, MMA media. Yes. and I like to think of myself more as a combat scientist. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So, but yes, this weekend you were at UFC two eighty five. Yeah, UFC 285 this weekend, Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. I was there in attendance. And, you know, there's some other people was in attendance. Oh, there was a lot of people in attendance. Like Tom Brady was in attendance. This this weekend, though, was so interesting, I feel like, for just the UFC because you sent me a picture. Well, first, I, I reached out to you because I saw Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, I, I'm like, wait. The MMA world is so crazy now that it wouldn't be shocking to me that Jake Gyllenhaal is actually fighting in the UFC. Like, like, like that's, that's why I sent you that tweet. And I was like, what is this? Like, is yeah. this real? Because it would not. And it looked all so real because Dana was there. Like the video that I saw on Twitter. Again, the MMA world is so crazy right now. And just like the combat, I guess, sports world. Because there's people fighting, you know, celebrities fighting, YouTubers fighting, you know, all these things. And so it wouldn't surprise me if somehow Jake Gyllenhaal was this like amazing MMA fighter and somehow is in the UFC. So, Could you imagine? <laughs> he, oh my gosh, he looks like it though. Like, oh, oh my yeah. I mean, God. He, was, he was shredded. Oh, shredded. For sure. Because I was saying, like, it was so real. Like, so real. And that's why I didn't know what was going on. I just texted you. I'm like, I'm going to text my, what'd you say, combat scientist? Yeah. Um, and figure out what this is because I was unaware. But what so many things were going on this weekend with that being filmed and just the John Jones, Valentina Shevchenko, like, so much this weekend that you got to be a part of. I know. Well, And, and the thing is, for me, this weekend, I was low-key. 
Because sometimes I'll be, you know, showing my my behind out there. I'll be out there acting a fool. But this weekend, man, I played it cool. I, I wasn't out there, you know, talking a lot of garbage. I was just, I came in, I worked, and I left. So I didn't really get to experience all the good stuff. But I was there, and I got to witness it. So I was more just kind of witnessing everything that was going on. And like I said, it was uh, I was watching the celebrities come in. Tom Brady was in the house. So amazing. Mark Wahlberg was in the house. I mean, it was just like everywhere you looked. And then it's surprising to see even like Connor. Obviously, Connor's here filming anyway. But like Connor was there sitting with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. And I'm like, man, like this. And he was sitting on the other side because normally the celebrities sit on one side. Yeah. But they were sitting on the other side like by themselves. They had a like a video of just this whole aisle of celebrities, fighters, like just all the people that were there this weekend. But why are you low key? Like why'd you be why are I don't you so know. low like, key? For whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? I was just I was just playing it cool. You know, I was just out there. I was just playing it cool. Like I ain't I didn't I was just like sitting down. I didn't get up. I wasn't clowning around goofing off and because normally i'm like that I'm, a, I'm goofing off i'm like a class clown yeah you know picking on people but for whatever reason man i didn't do it this time i don't know i just ain't feel it what did you do this weekend like you weren't were you on the post show Yeah, no i wasn't on post show i was just doing the in-fight analysis okay so i got a chance to chime in a few times when fighters was you know either messing up or doing something really well yes but i tell you what if you didn't see the fight it was one of the one of the greatest illustrations of choking that I've ever seen. Both both the, the main event and the co-main event? Not necessarily the co-main event. Okay. That wasn't necessarily a choke. That was, you know, the, you, know, you know. What even was that? So I didn't get Valentina, to watch this. Valentina just got beat. She flat out got beat. Well, Alexa, Alexa Grasso came out Mexican-style boxer and just beat her. But she... But, Okay, so I didn't get to watch the fights. I was still catching up from my sleep uh, from Friday and being up for I think thirty eight hours. Um, and so I didn't get to I didn't watch the fights this weekend. But the picture I saw, it looked like she got choked in some sort of way. Yeah, she, that's got, how I she, mean, she got choked. Yeah, okay, for sure. yeah, but that's not I guess what you're talking about. You're more talking about John Jones. Well, no, I'm just saying like even in the Valentina fight, like she she got choked, but she just she was. I mean, it was close, but. She was getting handled at, at times. Like, she might have wow. still been winning a fight, but she was getting handled. Yeah. Like, she wasn't as dominant as she usually is. And then when she made a mistake, Alexa Grasso, the now the flyweight champion of the world, choked her out. So, like, she made a mistake and got choked out. But in the John Jones fight, we waited three years to see what John Jones was going to be made of. We wait, I waited so long to see how good he was going to come back and look, how good or how bad he would come back and look. And I still know nothing. Why? I know nothing. Because I it was so fast? It was so fast. And the choke job of Cyril Gunn was so apparent. I mean, it was really, I mean, it was really bad. But then I, you got to think about this. So you got to understand this. Like, we put these guys on a pedestal because they are fighting in front of the world. But understand this. Cyril Gunn has done this 12 times. Oh, my goodness. He's got 12 fights. Like, in total. Like he's got, he's got like twelve fights. Oh wait, well, and how long of a period of time? Over like year, over like seven years or so. I don't okay, know. Okay, that's know not many. that many. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's I, not I'm that say many. Four years and like seven. I don't know. I could be wrong, but just trust me on this. He doesn't. Ha he doesn't have a lot of fights. He doesn't. It's not like a, a baseball player. They play eighty-two games in a season. Yeah. Is that what they play? I'm not sure. No, I think they play way more than that. Okay, yeah, it's like hundred. <laughs> yeah. Basketball is like eighty-two games. A Something season. like that. So, but it's so. Cyril Gunn is in front of the entire world. Now understand he's only done this in this in a span of like four to eight years, like 12 times. 
and he's fought for the championship once, and you know he failed miserably doing that, and he's fighting again against the greatest of all time. Yeah. He goes out there, and I'm looking at his face. I'm thinking, I'm looking at his face thinking, don't blow this. But then I talked to his coach, and his coach was concerned too. His coach was even kind of like, because I, I hit up his coach a couple days before. His coach's name is Fernan Lopez, and I texted him a couple days Should before. Should you be calling him out right now? I don't care. He do? <laughs> He's in France. What's he going to do? Beat me up? No. No, but I, I hit him up and I said, I said, you know, how's, how's, his, how's his mind? And before, the, like, it's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's mind is great before. Like, a couple days before, a week before, your mindset is great. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the back, fights are won or lost in the dressing room, really, essentially. That's when it counts. When you are in the back, when these guys are in the back and they're like, Freaking out, and I could totally see it in Cyril Gunn as he's walking. I'm like, this man is doesn't know what he's getting himself into. And then when the fight started, complete choke. Yeah, complete. And I'm thinking, like I said, he hasn't done this much. He's he's not a tremendously experienced fight. He's not an experienced fighter. He's a young fighter. He obviously doesn't even care about it that much. And now he's in front of the entire world. Tom Brady is there. All the celebrities in the house. The whole knows the whole world is watching. And this is the big fight because it's John Jones's return after three years. And what do you expect? He choked. Yeah. He absolutely choked. He got taken down and was like, and was shook. And then when it was over, you could see it in his face like, I really don't even know what just happened. Yeah, I just can't imagine being in that position and just again everything that was going on that day from the, you know, movie being, you know, record, like re- directed and recorded and everything. And then all the celebrities that again, like John Jones is back and everyone's there to see how he's going to perform and how is this going to, you know, play out. And I'm not shocked that he choked. Like That's it, what I'm saying. And that's why I'm like, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Like, and I didn't factor that in. Like, was I make, when I'm making my picks and I'm deciding on who I think is going to win. Like, sometimes even me, I forget that sometimes. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, I don't know. But. I have to really pay attention to those those external factors because that plays a big part. Like the mentality like that and under them circumstances play a big part. And he did not deal with it well. And you could see it. And it was never more apparent than his face afterwards. And look who is joining us all could, the way live. Could he have had like a louder entrance like in the studio here right now? <laughs> Like, was it loud? It, yeah, it was loud. Yeah? You were sitting on your chair, like, having moving oh. things around, slamming things on the floor. Yeah, I, was, I was getting, you know, the, the ESPN.com up on my screen and, and getting the mic shield off. You so could I have could... taken your time a little bit. We were no. good. No, no, no. He, no, he, he heard us from the car. He was like, no, I got to hurry up, get in there and did, save him. Didn't you see me running by the window? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, probably what? No, all kidding aside, it was great fights, but I don't know how well the fight card sold. I don't know how many people saw it. That's the problem. I don't know how many really? people got to see it oh. um, on Saturday night. But it's good to see you, my friend. You look like you dyed your hair. Why you look younger? I look like I dyed my hair. Your hair's darker than Wesley Snipes. I don't know why. I did not dye my hair. I'm just letting it grow. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fortunate to still have my hair growing where most people's isn't. No, you got a beautiful head of hair. But yeah. it is darker than Wesley Snipes. And That's I'm telling I'm you, it, does it not look like he maybe colored his hair a little bit? It definitely looks a little darker. No, you know what it is? It's because like the little uh, silver, it just the the dichotomy of the silver sparkle in it All make right. it look darker. Well, I think you're having a midlife crisis. That's Dean Thomas. He is. He may be a fight scientist. There's no question. That's his terminology, not mine. I say he's the foremost MMA scout in the world, which if you say that, it sounds arrogant. 
Yeah. So you can say that. Right. I can say it, and you can just humbly say, oh, gosh, you don't have to. No, I'm the best I know. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the premier MMA strategist in the world. Fight scientist is a great way to well, look I, at I it. I call it the combat science. Combat Combat science. Well, no, no, you can't say combat, because then that would be that actual would be, war yeah. games. Well, uh, yeah, that would yeah. incorporate a lot more. Combat than just, sport. Yeah. Fight science. Yeah. Because combat, combat, combat sport fight science. Right, because yeah. if you're the combat scientist, then you're like a general. Yeah. With military operations. Right. And the only thing you know about that is playing Battleship. And I don't even know. I and wasn't you, even that good at that. Probably weren't. Yeah. That game sucked. That was a I stupid know it game. <laughs> and that's Tina. She is the S2T2, as Dean was saying. Spicy, sassy, tired Tina. You can hear it in your voice today. I'm I bet you slept good. I bet you slept good this weekend. Oh, I slept. I bet you slept good. Good. Good, good. good, good. I, I had to, I'm still catching up on my sleep, I think, from we, Thursday to Friday. We celebrated 20 for 20 ESPN, 20th anniversary, 20th birthday on Friday. Tina was a big part of the planning and execution, the party that was. So she was wore out, tore out. Because remember, that's coming off the week that was Honda Classic, uh -huh. where you were responsible for hospitality, ticketing, and all that stuff. So you had back-to-back -back weekend major events concurrent. Yes. That's a lot all at once. Crazy little two weeks we had here at ESPN West Palm. We did. We did indeed. Uh, Dean Thomas moved away from the, when I said the, uh, you know, he said MMA king of all media. UFC's king of all yeah, media. Yeah, yeah UFC's But king notice of. he said, no, J JC says that. I say the combat sports Scientist. scientists. So got me thinking, why, Tina, is Dean like, well, no, I'm not really the UFC king of all media because, let's be honest, T, recently, he's been doing less and less. No, no, no. Wait a minute, T. Wait a minute, T. Wait a minute, T. He said, I went out there. I'm on the down low. Yeah, he said. You know, said I just he... sneak in, get, you know, get in, get out. This weekend would have been the most perfect weekend to, like, stand out, Dean. But this would have been one of those weekends where it is the Friday morning weigh-in show, and Dean Thomas is on it, and then it is the pre-show on ESPN2, and then Dean Thomas would be on it, and then be the studio desk, and then Dean Thomas would be on that, and then call in the fight. But instead, this week, after a few weeks, <laughs> after a few weeks of doing nothing, mm. right, on the super down low, this week he says, no, I'm not really the king of media. I'm more the... The, the, the fight scientist. I'm more the behind. The, so I went in on the down low and, you know, tried to keep on my own. And what? Look at him laughing. Look at him laughing. It's true. I, 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 see, I see where you're going with look this. Look at him laughing. I see where you're going with this, but it's not true. I'm like, connecting dots. I know you're yeah, connecting dots. But listen, and they even asked me, they, they asked me if I wanted to go up and sit at the desk, you know, and just be at the skybox and watch the fights from up there, a couple fights. And I said, nah, you know what? I'm just going to chill down here. Because who know? wants to sit up there and watch somebody else do your job? Yeah. Who wants to watch that? <laughs> I, w I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to do that. I don't even know who was on the desk this weekend. They're giving Rashad Evans work. Oh, I think it was it Rashad. And they're giving, you know what? They gave Rashad Evans this gig and they gave Anthony Leinart Smith this gig. And I realized it's not that Dean's not up there because it's like, all right, Dean, well, we gave you some run, but you're not exactly what we're looking for. Both those guys fought John Jones. Mm. Right. So that's, that's why, why they're yeah. perfect okay. for it okay. because they can speak on what they've done with him. Teddy Atlas is up there sounding like me. He was in the middle of telling a story and he says, George Foreman and what George Foreman did to my guy, Ali. And what was I saying? Literally, yeah. he said, <laughs> literally, did he really do that? Literally on the pre-show. Teddy oh, Atlas no. started down a road of a story answering a question, and he said, what was I saying? Oh, boy. And the young guys were like, oh, boy. This is what we got to look for. Because Teddy Atlas is not a young man. No, he's not a young man. No, and he obviously is taking a few blows to the head. He fought and coached, trained. 
But uh, there was that old guy moment where. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know he had yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But to be. But, but I'm working a lot the rest of the. Yes, month, you, you know are. What I'm saying? Like I'm and I'm working the, the desk in, on the Miami show. These are your final uh, auditions. These are the let's see whether or not yeah. he's got. Yeah, what let's we see need. if he got it. Yeah. We're, we're going to make a fight. We got in Miami. And I mean, we're going to bring Celsius with us. It's here in our backyard. So this is. We being, we're the furthest Southern ESPN affiliate and media outlet. We are going to have UFC Fight Week Miami with Celsius, as always for Fight Week. But we are going to do it right because we're right here. That's right. Bright line to it. We're going to do remote broadcasts. We're going to sell out a whole thing. We have to because they haven't been to Miami in how many years? Since what, 2018? Yeah, something like that. 2017, 2018, last time they came to Miami? It's been a minute. Sunrise in 2018 with the Panthers play. Right. But but we are, you know, and we're what, a month away. Yeah, we should we should do a show from on, on the bright line. I can hot I can hot spot it from my phone. Uh, we, yeah, for the we, internet, we got some. We got some better internet, you know, connections. That right, we really? Do. No, 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 I never, yeah, no, I never seen them. I'm sure we can think of. We can figure out something else in your hotspot. I'd, I'd rather use the hotspot on <laughs> Dean's free phone from Primeco <laughs> than our our remote transmitter broadcast That's hotspot. Right. All thing. I got to do is up the minutes right before the show, and I'm <laughs> okay. and we're good to go. But no, we we are we are wrapping ownership of UFC Miami coming up uh, April eighth. April eighth. Right? Yes. Yep. April. 8th. So so there's no reason why we shouldn't. It's here. It's us it's our backyard we're building the thing that's and I've, right i've been meaning to talk to above about it a couple weeks ago but we had honda so the timing wasn't good and then we had the 20 for 20 anniversary so the timing wasn't good well now timing's good that's right so we're going to be down there we're doing stuff we're making that i mean we're doing this big uh just because but anyway not a lot of america saw the fight saturday night not a lot of you guys saw the fight Saturday night, so as much as we find it super interesting, we know that you guys still find football king. And we know that you know that tomorrow, right now, we will know who's in and who's out because the deadline is coming. That's right. 23 hours, not 39 minutes. I was going to say 40, then the clock changed. 23 hours, 39 <laughs> minutes, franchise tagging is over. And that's it, kids. Either you're in or you're out. Either you are going to be exclusively tagged Lamar Jackson or you'll be non-exclusively tagged or you'll get a contract deal done which is unlikely this is it 23 hours I can't wait 38 minutes 16 seconds and we have completed franchise tag period the Cowboys are going to franchise tag Tony Pollard the running back so he'll earn that median average 10 million uh, 10.1 million this season the New York Giants have a problem because remember, Tina, they got their quarterback, Daniel Jones. Yes. And then they got Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Saquad. Saquad, yeah. True. But it's quads. Uh, neither of which they know who gets the tag, who doesn't. Because only one of them guys is going to get the tag. The other one's got to get dealt with. That's a tricky situation. So, but one of them have to get tagged? Like, did, is that the well, situation? Yeah, they don't want to lose both. Oh, yeah. And, you know, more likely running backs get tagged than quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. But when you're not exactly sure what your quarterback is, Daniel Jones was Daniel Jones. And then last season, he had a season. And last season, he won a playoff game. And at the end of last season, it looked like you might have your guy. But they don't really know. Because if they knew, they'd get the deal done. He's going to wind up getting $40 million. He's Daniel Jones. $40 million? He's going to wind up making $40 million. Because they have to tag him? Is Daniel Jones, yeah. Oh, my God. And because that's about what market is now. That's crazy. It is. It is crazy. 
So we'll get back into more UFC stuff coming up in a little bit. But NFL is king. We know that you know. And what you're interested in is the dominoes. Because once that first domino falls, oftentimes the others fall into place. At least you can eliminate, right? You can If you can't plug that quarterback into that city, if that city already got a quarterback, then you know who's not going there. So remember we talked about New Orleans and how maybe Aaron Rodgers said, hey, look, just let's work a deal for me to go play for the Saints. Right. Or maybe you just Lamar Jackson and finds a way. If I am Aaron Rodgers, what do I want to do, Tina? Do I want to go play in the AFC West where there's Patrick Mahomes two times a season, where there's Justin Herbert two times a season, or do I want to go to the NFC South? Can you guys even name the quarterbacks in the NFC South? Can, can I you can't even name the teams in the NFC same, South. Same, 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 same. Great, that's great. <laughs> great job, you guys. Yeah, I can't name uh, the teams. Uh, Tina says same, same, same. same. <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds like he wouldn't want to go the the AFC West. He'd but want yeah. to go the South. All I, mean, I know is no one you got wants to, to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year. No. Um, well, the AFC East, I mean, look, the AFC East, you got, you know, you got Josh Allen. He's a problem. Tua looked like he was, but his head is soft like a melon, like a newborn. You know, in the NFC, uh, in the NFC South, New Orleans didn't have a quarterback. Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. Tampa Bay doesn't have a quarterback. Guess who the only quarterback that we truly know is playing right now in the whole division? Who? Derek Carr. Derek Carr today Are agreed you, to sign a four-year deal. Know? The only quarterback that we now know, and you guys didn't even know that Derek Carr signed I, with I the knew Saints. That. I knew or that. Did you know that? I, because I was wondering, because I, I thought Jameis Winston was the quarterback there. He, he's, he's, well, he's. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I he's on know, the roster. That's what I was saying. Like, I didn't know if he was going to start over him. He's not. With the signing of Derek Carr, Jameis Winston is not. So we have four teams in that division, and we didn't know who the damn quarterback was. Who's the, who's the Falcons quarterback? Who is it? I have no idea. Is it their second-year player that last year we saw just glimpses of behind Marcus Mariota, who they did cut? Remember, this is the fun time of the year because when pieces get plugged in, everything else comes to, whether it's free agency or franchise tagging. What's fascinating is we know now that Derek Carr can't go to the Jets. And we know that the Jets would like to have a veteran quarterback. So the Aaron Rodgers thing now becomes more likely. Didn't Derek Carr say that his meeting with the Jets went really, really well? Didn't they say that team? Did his yes. brother say? Yes. The brother said, well, you know. Uh, oh, I do remember that, yeah. Because yeah. he was trying to, he was like bragging about that. But what are you going to say? Meeting didn't go that well. Yeah. <laughs> no, you see. Meeting was, t- yeah, meeting was terrible. So anybody else want to talk to us? When you're, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you're on tour, when you are that quarterback that's about to be a free agent, when you're that quarterback that has say, he got released. So he can do whatever he wants. He don't need anybody else. The Raiders caught him because he refused to waive his non-trade clause. So then he gets to decide. But when Derek Carr signs with the Saints, that means the Jets now are like, okay, Baltimore, what do you want for Lamar Jackson? Well, we can't really, but can you though? Because because if they said, look, we'll make this easy. We'll be the bad guys. We'll give them $260 million guaranteed. And we'll give you our next four first-round picks. Mm. Otherwise, clock is ticking. And we're under 24 hours. Lamar Jackson's not tagged, which means they're still trying to get the contract done. Do not be surprised if there's an announcement in the next 23 hours and 33 minutes. Hopefully it happens in the next 
hour and a half. That so would we be an announcement yes. on the show, right? Deal. Yeah, and ulti- what would be bad is if it happens at six oh one. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> then we don't get that. That's our luck too. Yes. Yeah. No, listen, when this show started, anything that was weird in the world, anything that was tragic in the world was happening during this show. Yeah. Like clockwork. And I'm talking about the first six months of this show. There was that plane with Payne Stewart, the golfer, and the sports agents on it. And Tina, the um, air pressure inside of the cabin was not, um, some, something was wrong with it. So basically, the pressure was off, and everybody then just automatically loses consciousness. You fall asleep. Oh, my goodness. So the plane is flying, and there's no and one everybody flying. everybody sleep? And there's no way to wake him up. So what happens is you've got a private jet that is flying over middle America with no human aboard, and then your mind starts thinking, well, is there a way that can you get another plane and somebody jump off, and, like yeah, a Tom Cruise yeah. Mission Impossible movie? So we're live on the air explaining where the aircraft is, and the fighter jets are following it. And if it wasn't going to crash by itself into a, a you know an area where there weren't any civilians, the order came from the vice president to shoot it down. That's a tough order to make. Yeah, it is. That's um, and that's well, what, I mean, but at least you can kind of control where it goes. And, and that was the first three months of this show. And oh then, my! God. And then Will Chamberlain died while we were on the air, and then Walter Payton died while we were on the air, and then uh, Elian Gonzalez he got deported while we were on the and air. This show was bad luck. Yep. And then <laughs> and then nine eleven happened while we were on the air, and then two months later, another plane crashed in New York in the Rockaways while we were live on the air. Anything and everything that was the bleep hits the fan was happening during the home team. And and uh, like the weird thing about that is, like I said, it's the show is bad luck because the show had been a run, had run for different times. And oh, this was all this, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And so all, all the bad us. stuff, yeah, yeah. all the bad stuff happened right during the time this yeah. show was on. All the first bad stuff was between three and seven, and then the rest of the bad stuff was between <laughs> six and ten. Yeah. And then as soon as we went uh, and left six, that went from five to nine. More bad stuff started happening. Yeah. And then after five to nine, over here we started doing the show from uh, noon to two. Uh, no, six to eight. Yeah, me and Joe Kalala, bad stuff. Yeah. Wherever we went, the news broke. It was it was like the news guys were like, "Here, you handle this." Yeah, yeah right. Terrible things are happening. I mean, horrible, terrible things. We shouldn't laugh. Fascinating, bizarre, weird things like Elian Gonzalez is on a plane going back home. Yeah, okay, that's not a big deal. But, but, but like, but like Parkland, right? That happened while we were on the air. No, these things all oh happened. While, these things all happened. And you don't want to be a news guy. Right. I certainly didn't on the September the 11th. Certainly didn't want to. Ken Levick and I, Honda Classic, were walking into the hospitality suites. And there was a big fella walking beside. He said, hey, man, what's up, JC? I said, how you doing, sir? He said, good, good, good to see you. And we were all entering together. And he said, uh, man, I was listening to you on September the 11th. You were, he and, remembered And that? Ken gave me that look like it still happens. And I'm like, it still happens. Just like that. You identify, you associate me with that. I didn't want that job. Who, news people want that job, which is yeah. like weird. Like some people want to be the bearer of bad news, not me. I want to screw around and point out the fact that Dean wants to be known as the uh, combat sports scientist because what he doesn't want to admit is he's no longer the king of all media. They're giving all his <laughs> yes. work to other people. And that's why he dyed his hair. He's having a midlife crisis trying to get that dark hair up. He's shaving. No. Look, how, look how clean shaving he is. That's true. I know, I'm just saying that's why my hair looks darker because I shaved and then you can see the little sparkles of gray. Okay. If that's what you, if whatever that's what you, you say. Whatever you say is right. What <laughs> is going on with John Morant? Shannon Sharp may have predicted this uh, a few weeks ago. We got some sound from Shannon Sharp that he shared on the air that kind of explains. John Morant, uh, in a nightclub, brandishing a pistol, showing a pistol to the camera on Instagram Live. 
not the first accusation that he's been walking around showing people flashing a gun. Problem is, he's the face of a franchise. Problem with that franchise is, is that their sing-along anthem for families is whip that trick. (laughs) So it makes sense. (laughs) Kind of makes sense. We've talked about John Moran. We've talked about what happens when you worry too much about what people think about you and what your brand is. John Morant may become a cautionary tale because right now he's suspended from the team. And right now they're talking about supporting him and his problem. I'd love to know what his problem is. Um, And I hope he gets help for it. And then also admonishing him and punishing him for uh, doing what the NBA guidelines indicate. And that is you cannot have a weapon at an NBA event, NBA-related work events, That's whether it crazy. be travel or on the road yeah. while you're working on an NBA, um, you know, playing games on the road, you're still considered, right, in the workplace. Yeah. Even if you're in a club while you're on the road. Coming up next as well, Tina admits that she was partying with teenage kids on Saturday. Yeah! Woohoo! Matthew McConaughey. Creepy. Yeah, The I know. good thing for Tina is she gets older. Yeah. They stay 13. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened exactly in the limo Saturday night is Tina admits she was partying with 13-year-old teenage kids. Mm, mm, mm. If anyone on the show was going to have questions asked about partying with teenagers, it, you'd have been the last of the three options. Yes, I know, I know. right? <laughs> you'd have been the third guest. Yes. <laughs> and here you are, girl, I making know. us all proud. Yeah. The home team resumes in moments on ESPN 106.3. It's the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 106.3. Fueled by Celsius, essential energy, live fit. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. It is a home team Monday edition, which is Dean Thomas's favorite day of the week. It is. Back to work. I hate it Sunday. Back at it. I like Sundays. I like the weekend. Friday's my favorite day. I hate Fridays. Sundays ain't that bad, but I hate Fridays. I hate Saturday. If you don't love going to work, then find something else to do for work. Because you spend a third of your life and half of your waking day at work. Most people sleep out eight hours a day. You work eight hours a day, which means the other eight is whatever so half of your waking life is at work if you ain't loving it then do something else well our case and is not a the mean different. way yeah in our, in our case i prepare <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, i prepare a lot less i prepare for two and a half three hours we do a, a two-hour show so for me it's yeah it's probably like five hours yeah and for you but it's sitting here for two six minutes <laughs> six six minutes i'm, of about, I'm about on for about six minutes and then after that, I check out, but just Fine hang out. out. And I just, but hey, listen, but we get to do this. That's right. We get to do this. So yeah. I'm happy about that. No, this is an absolute privilege. An absolute privilege. I was at the Rib Roundup on Saturday with the country radio station in town. And uh, the people, the big shots from that company were like, oh, big anniversary for you guys yesterday, huh? Big what? celebration. And I was like, well, yeah, you know. You know. 20 years ESPN 20 years West Deep Palm. in the game. You know, and they were like, congratulations. That's good. That's how it should be. That's Healthy right. competition. Yeah. Uh, there is no competition when it is time for you to get yourself that Range Rover, that Land Rover that you've been thinking about. Land Rover Palm Beach, west of the Turnpike on Okeechobee Boulevard. That's a family-owned dealership, and you already know how I feel about that. There's accountability with families, just like we talk about 
certain other partners that I'm proud and honored to get to represent. Land Rover Palm Beach is going to help you fund the next vehicle because when your lease comes up and you think you're getting into whatever it is that you want, it's not happening right now. People are getting stuck driving what they've been in, like our friend Eileen, unfortunately, because she didn't know there was a global shortage on the stuff that you want. Don't let that happen to you. Land Rover Palm Beach all over the place, all over the time. Tina's going to be with them actually on Friday because they are participating in the fourth annual Pour for Paws. It's a clay shoot that benefits the Shelter to Service Dog program. They take shelter dogs and make them service dogs for our veterans returning from war, many dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, etc. Wow. How amazing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Those dogs save lives. Yeah. Because a lot of these men and women are wanting to end their lives. And these dogs And now the dogs are making it clear, we're in this together, I got you. When you hear the stories of these soldiers. I love that. It makes you realize, because people say, oh, you know, we doubt the dog has saved his life. And these soldiers are telling you, no, 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 no. This this dog saves my life. Yeah. Literally every that. week, yeah, this dog that. saves my life. Uh, that's happening uh, at the OK Corral Shooting Club in Okeechobee. Tina's going to be helping with some of the announcements and such. Yes. On Friday. I'll be participating in the clay shooting. shooting too? Yeah, I'm shooting too. Wow, good for I'm, you. Yep, I'm going to be emceeing. Make I'm sure excited to be out close. there. Make sure you listen close on how to fire that rifle. Rifle? It's a shotgun. It's a rifle. Okay. Yeah, make sure you... you do you know how to fire a shotgun? Yeah, I've done it multiple times. Oh, I didn't know that. Where yeah. Are you shotguns? Where yeah. Shotguns? She's from Loxahatchee. Yeah, I've done 12 it. 12 gauge? She grew up yeah. with that. 12? I've done it a few times, yeah. How's that How's that recoil? How's it, your shoulder? So the first time I did it, I was doing it wrong. If you do it right, you don't bruise. Correct. The first time I did it, I bruised bad. Because you weren't But since right. I've done it now a few times, I know what to do. She got right in her jeans right now. Yeah. <laughs> what? She got a sawed off right now in her jeans. Oh, yeah. Tucked away. What? In your pants. Yeah. And you got a shotgun in your pants. Oh, no, I don't. Tucked away. Land Rover Palm Beach, <laughs> as I re- resume. Yeah. <laughs> I'll also be representing the Palm Beach International Boat Show, March 23rd to the 26th along the waterway right here in downtown West Palm, right here on the waterfront. Uh, stop by their tent. Experience the all-new Range Rover, Range Rover Sport. That's gorge, by the way. The new Sport's sick. And the Defender 130. And they're giving away stuff all weekend as well. Uh, you can check them out online, LandRoverPalmBeach.com. They do go above. They do go beyond. Above and beyond. LandRoverPalmBeach.com. LandRoverPalmBeach.com. What's going on with John Morant? It is troubling to say the least. He is ridiculously talented. He is a franchise player. He just got a $200 million contract extension. And yet, there's this been talk about him not being hard. There's been all this talk about him not being hood. There's talk about him being from a two-parent with career, family, household, and going to a private school, and that some say he's been faking the funk a little bit, playing harder than he truly is. We've heard this the last couple weeks. I have, and I don't. I don't know his background though, so like I can't really comment on that. But I just. But we also know that there's pressure, oftentimes, in certain situations, to be certain things. Yes, that's a bad. That's a that's a problem. You're not white enough. You're not black enough. You're not hard enough. You're not soft enough. You're not this enough. And there's these boxes that uh, the people of you know Twitter attempt to put you in and. John Morant should feel the need to prove to no one anything other than I will beat you and your whole team. Yeah. I don't care where I went to school, where I grew up, in the street I grew up. But it's, you know, people always get in trouble when they try to 
pretend to be something they're not. It's true. They always, because when you get exposed, it's way worse than what it would have been if you never pretended in the first place. How many times somebody act like, I train UFC, bro, watch out. What do you yeah. mean you train UFC? It's not, UFC's not a sport, dummy. It's a league. <laughs> well, I train NFL. Yeah. What? What, do you, what does that mean? Yeah, what does yeah. that even... Um, you, you can't in life pretend to be someone or something you're not. Well, so did, it's, a, it's a tremendous burden to carry, and when you're exposed, it is humiliating, and you can't come back from it. So is John Morant, like, what is his background in terms of him growing up? It is not what it is he was hoping people would say or think or, or believe his perception to be. Take a listen, because remember a few months ago, Shannon Sharp was at a game, and he verbally like got into it with John. Was it John Morant? Yeah. Chris, our intern, says it was. I remember that. And But Shannon Sharp has got to be smarter as a member of the media and a retired athlete to like be engaging and finger-pointing and bleep-talking, like going to fight somebody. Even if the basketball player is smiling, laughing at you. You're a grown man. He's a kid. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's, emb- it's embarrassing, actually. It, it is for Shannon Sharp, and he yeah, got rubber-banded on it. But, but there's music underneath this because somebody took the clip and made it a little bit, you know. <laughs> okay. But, but, hey, listen, I appreciate a good beat behind it. But, but take a track. listen because Shannon Sharp had a message for John Morant several, several well, probably a month or month and a half ago or so, but sometime in the last two months. Take a listen. You pretend like you hard, but you're not, Ja. You got a $200 million contract, and you want people in the NBA to think you hood, to think you gangster, because you roll with these type of people. Bro, you putting yourself in harm's way when you don't have to. Nobody looks at you, Ja, and think, man, that's a thug. He hood. <laughs> he down. He bought that. You not. Stop pretending. You're not going to do nothing. What you're going to do is get yourself in trouble, Put yourself and your family in harm's way for street cred? For street cred. And what has happened? It's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Yep. Several times reportedly now he has been seen brandishing a weapon, letting people know that he's carrying, Mm -hmm. letting people know that he's got a piece. And in this instance of the other night, he's on Instagram live and he flashes this gun with a smile on his face. Like, yeah, I'm about this. And what about it? But it turns out that he doesn't need to be. Somebody asked LeBron, uh, you'd let your son play football? And he said, no. They said, but you played. He said, yeah, but my son doesn't have to. Yeah. We've had generational yeah, for wealth. Sure. We, we're good. We have generation. We're good on that. Um, you don't need to play this role to prove to anyone anything. Shannon Sharp was a prophet in this spot. You're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to put yourself in harm's way. And he's done both because now he's suspended by the team and the league. He's having some kind of help. I want to know, is it some kind of, like, what what help is he seeking? Is it substance related, with which causing bad judgment? What is going on with John Morant that he feels a need to, to, to pretend like he's trick daddy singing, baby, because I'm a thug? Because you're not. And I, you don't need to be. I know, but so... There's a couple of things for me on this whole thing. First, like for Shannon Sharp, I see what he's trying to do, but I just don't know if the message came across the way he wanted it to because it comes across as le- as a lecture. And if he wanted to yes. really reach out to him, like he did. that's not that's not the way to do it. Like the way you're speaking to this man, that's not the way to like he's not going to be listening to your message and go, "You know what, man? You're right." It wasn't a, "Hey, let me get my camera. Where's my camera?" Ja, you're one of the greatest in the world. You are loved, admired, respected. You've got $200 million of money that's guaranteed to you. Enjoy a wonderful life. Be the greatest competitor you are. And don't you worry about any of that. How tough are you? 
forget about. It's not your toughness we're concerned with. It's your greatness. It's not your past you should be concerned with. It's your present and your future and your legacy. But it wasn't that. Because, remember, because But he got into it with him. I, I know, but that's it. But the thing is, the way he said it, it was almost like he... He antagonized him. Correct. Like, you ain't hard. You ain't hard. What you going to do? Because you ain't hard. Correct. So what is the guy supposed to do? I'm going to show you how hard I am. Correct. So in fact, it's like, I don't know what his intention was, but it was counterproductive. Yes, you, do. you know what his intention was? To rile him up. To embarrass him. Yeah, for sure. And it Call worked. him out. Yeah, called him out. But you know what that stems from? And you said it earlier. It stems from you're not black enough. Correct. Because and you're not I, hard I, enough. You're yeah, not black enough. And I'll tell you this. And if he went to a school, a private school, he probably heard it all his life. Oh, you're the whitest black man I know. And mm-hmm. that is the number, that is the most offensive thing mm-hmm. you can say to a black man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that is what causes guys to do stuff like this. Of course. Because you said, oh, I'm the whitest black man you know. Now wa- now watch what I have to do to prove my blackness. Did you see the, the, the video clip? It's a rap. And I don't know if it's Eminem or something. It sounds like it's a mate mile. And Ja's real first name. Uh-huh. And then, like, the fact that he's from that private school and that his parents are both, like, teachers and they're still married. And it's, you know, like a like a beautiful, um, ideal American family setting situation. And apparently that's not good because what he wants to be perceived as is that bad dude, mm-hmm. that kid that fought against it, that is hood, that is street, that is about that life. But there's no need. There's no need. Shannon for, yeah. Sharp wasn't trying to say, Ja, please hear me on this. What he was saying was, hey, tough guy, smiled at me on the court. Guess what? You ain't that guy. Yeah. You ain't about this. Understand? And remember when Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football um, had to go in on Russell Wilson and say, mm-hmm. I think Russell Wilson is the most inauthentic person. Yes, yes, yes. He's the biggest yes, phone yes, in the yes, league. Yes, yes, And I don't say this because I don't like Russell Wilson. I like him very much. I respect him very much. Right. This is a Russell Wilson thing. This is a Russell Wilson thing. This is that proven to others, pretending, fronting, faking the funk because they want that respect. They want to be thought of that way. Yeah. What are you concerned with that for? Be the best at what you do. Like John Moran is one of the three best players in the league. And right now he's suspended in March because, because he keeps carrying a gun <laughs> trying to make Shannon Sharp think that he's a tough guy. That's we get fixated ridiculous. on those dumb that is, things. That is ridiculous. Michael Jackson, Prince. Yes. D- uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson's contract. And now it appears John Morant, John Morant with <laughs> Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Think about how dumb that is. That is so stupid. When we come back, Tina admits. Actually, you know what? We're going to get into that in the cocktail hour. Inside, sound good? Yes, that sounds good. Okay, because those kids will still be teenagers, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, they will. They'll still have been partying with teenagers. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like we got to get it done before 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, they'll still be teenagers. Yes. Uh, but when we return, Chris Rock finally spoke out on the slap heard around the world. He hadn't publicly said anything about him and Will Smith and that whole ordeal. But Saturday night, Chris Rock had the first ever live stream on Netflix in North American history. He did a comedy show, a comedy special that was live on Netflix for the first time they ever did that. I didn't know that. No, me neither. Mm. You will not believe what Chris Rock had to say about hurting people with words. Because remember, Will Smith was hurt by those words that Chris Rock shared. Yeah. Jada was hurt by those words that Chris Rock shared. Mm -hmm. I mean, you knew she was hurt because she rolled her eyes. Yeah. Had to be hurt. Yeah. Isn't that the universal sign of hurt? You roll your eyes? Roll your eyes, yep. Wait till you hear. Chris Rock, you're going to hear it for yourself when we return. Bud's Chicken and Seafood is what's for dinner tonight, Monday night. 
buds. Crispy, crunchy, juicy, golden brown fried chicken. Chicken tenders made of USDA classified tenderloin. And for the limited time, it continues at Bud's Chicken and Seafood, the Seafood Fest. What'd you get last time you went? Had the chicken tenders and french fries. That's what I get every time. And a bonus corn fritter. And a bonus yeah, the bonus But you didn't fritter. go Seafood Fest. You didn't no. do coconut shrimp. No, I didn't. You didn't do the spicy fried shrimp. No. You didn't do the homemade crab cakes. Probably should have. Order online at BudsChicken.com. Remember, this is a local family-owned franchise. They got six locations. Bud Brinkman started this in 1957. The grandkids run the business today. Still in the family, always has been. So you know what you're getting. That level of quality. Six locations, Palm Beach County. Order for delivery, for pickup. You can even pick it up through the drive-thru if you want. Crispy, crunchy, juicy, golden brown perfection. Get corn fritters, get crinkle-cut fries, get mac and cheese, get creamy coleslaw. Get the fudge brownie with the powdered sugar. That is the greatest fudge brownie you will ever have in your life. And if I'm wrong, you can bring me one. <laughs> and I'll show you. I'll prove it to you. Prove it. Budschicken.com. Budschicken.com. Bud's Chicken and Seafood. Home team, ESPN 106.3. It's the 4 o'clock hour on ESPN 106.3. Fueled by Celsius. Essential energy. Live fit. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Uh, we have the intern back in studio. The one that looks like he got his hair cut from the uh, paper towel wrapper. Yeah, right. But hey. Bra- brawny paper towels. Hey, my man trains jujitsu. Chris trains jujitsu. Intern Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. He competed before. Very nice. They chatted a lot before the show. Roll with you, Chris. Stop talking. We're on the air right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The home team Monday edition. Overreactions are not necessary in the months of March and April. I mean, just they're not. Except with the exception of Jalen Hurst being the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. You can say that any Monday. What? Overreactions aren't necessary in the month of, of March of April, except for when we get to the Monday after the draft. Because then there's overreactions to be had. But I kind of like it when today is a day that's not filled with people, way like including us, way overboard on players and teams from the NFL because the weekend that was. Uh, Dean Thomas, before we hear what Chris Rock said, finally about the slap heard around the world. And by the way, you won't believe what he said about hurting people with your words. Um, let's hear Dean Thomas inform us with his words about the great merit of Kaiser University. But I'll tell you all about it because they are champions and they're all over the field at Kaiser University right here in West Palm Beach. 15 national championships, including the 2022 championships in men's golf and men and women's swimming and diving. Kaiser's captured 54 regular season and 48 conference tournament titles and a Learfield Cup trophy. And in the classroom, they are breeding champions as well. 40 all-academic honorees this past fall and 143 student-athletes with a perfect GPA of 4.0. But get the latest on Seahawk Athletics. Go to KUCHawks.com and remember, ESPN 106.3 is a flagship home for Kaiser Seahawks football. Chris Rock had the live stream on Netflix on Saturday night, the comedy special, and he was going to finally address the Will Smith incident at the Oscars one year ago. 
in which obviously something Chris Rock said hurt Will Smith, hurt his wife. Will Smith went to the stage and, and well, assaulted the man mm-hmm. in front of the biggest TV audience of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Take a listen to Chris Rock on hurting people with your words. You know what people say? They always say, uh, words hurt. That's what they say. Got to watch what you say, because words hurt. You know, anybody that says words hurt has never been punched in the face. (laughs) That hurts more. Yeah. (laughs) That hurts more. Yeah. I've never had words hurt me. But I've had punches in the face hurt me. (laughs) You? Yes. You ever had words hurt you? Not like a punch in the face. Correct. <laughs> so let's uh, put those things in priority there. Yeah. All right? <laughs> uh, I don't know if the special was good or not. Didn't watch it yet, but some of what I read, uh, people said it underachieved. Um, but we'll see. We can decide for ourselves. Cocktail hour next. While in Vegas this weekend, Dean found a wallet on the ground. So what did he decide to do with it? We'll find out next. Plus, Tina with teenagers. It's a party. Home team, ESPN 1063.